Hosted by Jason Bryan and providing the latest insights on telecoms trends from around the world. This is Rocco Radio. You're listening to Eureka, brought to you by Rocco Radio in association with the Innovators Research 2020. These days the temperature is rising on the need for more innovative wholesale international roaming processes. And right now there's no clearer opportunity for improving the roaming supply chain than DLTs and blockchain. If you think about it, the SDR is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. So what more can be done with processes, many of which are over two decades old, to make it easier for the ecosystem to become more efficient? Speaking with associations, operators, vendors and professionals outside of our immediate industry, Rocco is trying to learn what other industries are using blockchain for and how it might help us. Which is why on a recent trip to Australia, I was lucky enough to meet Serlak Patel, a specialist consultant in blockchain, DevOps, cloud and product management. Serlak and I have recorded three separate podcasts for you, covering everything from the basics right through to security, IoT, AI, and every step of the way, there's some innovative ideas about how blockchain will be used by telecoms operators. In the next 10 years, we'll find that the end retailer or person who is going to supply the the, the commodity or, or the end product, his liability will increase slowly. And if the liability is increased, how is it going to mitigate or make it economical to pass on this liability in the whole supply chain? Right? And that is where blockchain comes in, that at every point in the supply chain, from the raw material producer to the assembling companies to the end person who is selling it, there will be record keeping. It's with great pleasure that I'm in Sydney, Australia, with Serlak Patel, who I recently met when one of his companies, Skiva, made a wonderful presentation here in Sydney on blockchain fundamentals, which is really, really important to the telecoms industry, of course, and specifically to what we're doing in, in roaming and messaging in Rocco. Serlak, well, welcome to Rocco Radio. Thanks, Jason, to uh, having me here, and it was a great pleasure to talking to you at the Blockchain Foundation uh, event. And after that, also, it was it was a pleasure talking to you about what Rocco is doing and in terms of what kind of consulting that you are involved, specifically in telecom industry. And it was it was fantastic hearing a lot of uh, the stories around what kind of clients you've been working on. And absolutely, blockchain is going to be a massive disruptor for telecom industry, which we came across on that day. So it's it's nice that you're having me here on the podcast mm-hmm. and. Uh, Good. We, we absolutely uh, uh, there are a lot of things which we could discuss today on. Yeah. yeah. No. It's it's great. It's great to be here. So so like tell us something a little bit about your background in general. What your career? How did you get into this uh, area? Sure. So I have been uh, into technology since two thousand, and I've played various different roles in this industry from networking development, architectures, and then I moved on slowly into the consulting space for different domains. And I serve different domains, including shipping, telecom, uh, loyalty, aviation. And through those years, 
I'm able to balance the technology uh, coming in this different domains and how you could leverage this new upcoming technology trends to materialize something to disrupt the existing uh, processes in, in different domains. And, and that is how my last 19 years have been. Mm-hmm. And since 2015, I have been observing blockchain closely. I have been understanding blockchain before that, but specifically because of the smart contracts which came in between 2014 15 yeah. is something which made me more excited that yes there are plenty of use cases with this technology and potentially it would in in matter of few years will be visible for all the domains to start understanding and implementing so it's say it's just the early stage but my involvement has been since 2015 and specifically i find it that everyone in any industry should start understanding blockchain. And that is why we started doing this blockchain events where different people from different walks of life and different roles, they would come listen and, and then they could take it back to their organizations and implement those things. So I think it's still a long way to go. It's absolutely 10 years plus market for mm-hmm. blockchain. And what happened in mobile, what happened to cloud, similarly, or more than that, blockchain is going to have a major impact. So I, I try to relate with internet. So as internet had a massive impact and all the big billion dollar story, billion dollar story happened on because of internet, whether it's Amazon, Google, uh, all of them, you'll see quite bigger uh, billion dollar companies or could be trillion dollar companies coming up based on blockchain. Mm. So it's the next internet big wave, or you could say it's the values internet. So let's dig into that a little bit because, of course, there's lots of uh, different industries working on blockchain today. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, oh yeah, blockchain, I just associate that with cryptocurrencies. And then cryptocurrencies, I associate that with the dot-com bubble. So there's some reluctance to, to get involved with technologies like blockchain, which you know potentially feel like something which you don't know where it's going to go. What would you say that industries are actually trying to to achieve with blockchain today? Sure. So uh, I, I do understand that there would be some skepticism. So because we had lot, we had different different things in the history, whether it's dot com bubble, where internet was being understood by various people from a different perspective. Same thing is happening to blockchain and with cryptocurrency. So this is the first time where you saw. Suddenly, people not knowing about blockchain first, but it was Bitcoin or the cryptocurrencies yeah. first. So it's it's first time ever happened that you are talking about a use case rather than the core technology, which even did not happen to internet. So internet was understood, but still there there, there are certain similarities of people trying to uh, use blockchain in in a wrong way. So I'm not saying that blockchain is going to be suitable for a lot of things it has a bigger impact absolutely but people if they try to fit in which happened in dot com as well is everybody would have uh, something on the internet so just making a website they start thinking about a big business and there was a lot of funds going to that in between 2000 and 2003 there was a big crash same thing would happen and and it is it is relevant and important for this industry as well that you start filtering the projects which have some actual real-world implementations or impacts, which it will be similar. But as we saw that without internet, there could not have been Amazon or Google or those companies. We will also see 
that within few years, there will be a clear-cut distinction about the next big value economies. And there will be certain startups. Right now, they will be very small, which, which people will not be able to uh, understand what they're doing because it's going to be complicated right now. What happened even between 1997, nobody trusted that I'm going to pay online, right, mm, on, 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 on a website. Yeah. And now everybody does it. Similarly, nobody was trying to say that it could be an e-commerce ecosystem and people are going to buy everything online. So all this change of consumer behavior, the same thing would happen with blockchain as well. And talking about cryptocurrencies, so cryptocurrencies, again, because of the because of the price sudden increase in Bitcoin, a lot of people who did not understand anything about this started getting attracted. So there was uh, FOMO fear and people would just jump in, invest and burn their hands. So that was supposed to happen, right? Because yeah. people just went on using Bitcoin or any cryptocurrencies just to make money without understanding what was beneath it. So I, I do consider a lot of companies and people individually as well that you need to understand blockchain first and then you might go towards cryptocurrencies. But uh, cryptos, cryptocurrencies would stay, but there are different forms of blockchains. It is not just the coins yeah. or it is not just the cryptocurrency, which is uh, it is just one of the use cases which people are seeing right now. Over the period of time, apart from cryptocurrencies, it will be used for different use cases. And that's where shipping industry, insurance, financial services, remittance market, you talk about uh, different things in, in telecom industry as well, and IoT. So all of them will have some kind of interactions with blockchain, whether they are public blockchains, they are private blockchains, they are consortium blockchains, which we'll, we'll further discuss in, in our podcast as well. But it's not just cryptocurrencies in, in a bottom mm. line. And yes, there, could, there, there would be bubble-like scenarios where people just put cash and try to multiply. Uh, like .com, this also would have those moments, which already happened once. Yeah. But you will see that in next five years, a lot of projects would fail and which is healthy for uh, this industry as well or overall the blockchain that okay it will get matured people will be able to see what's possible what's not possible and of course yes uh, it might take a few more years with more busts happening around but yes it is having a bigger impact like what internet had yes when we think about blockchain um, just to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand what blockchain is today would you say it's similar to a very effective supply chain management? Sure. So I'll put it more simplified for everyone to understand who's listening is blockchain is a type of distributed ledger technology. So DLTs would have, apart from blockchains, different technologies, but let's let's only focus on blockchain today. So blockchain is, is kind of distributed ledger technology where you're trying to have trust. You're trying to bring in value in transactions and record that decentralized and distributed. So why is this necessary? So the common problem which we, we everyone would try to understand or can understand is in finance, banking softwares are not that straightforward. And why banks require specific record keeping is the fear of double spending or mm. double spending problem. Right. Blockchain would do the same thing where you're trying to have a value transaction, but you require something where you would have a trust as well. Now, currently the way the internet has been built, you could not trust it, right? So there, there is requirement of a specific technology 
where you could say, okay, I want to have a transaction of any value. It could be gold, it could be currency, it could be even properties in the future, it could be even commodities in a supply chain, anything. That is some value and you're trying to say, okay, where is the trust component to it? If you bring trust component to it, and if you try to have transactions of this this uh, handover of, of, uh, of different values, then that system would have major impact because it is going to disrupt a lot of different things. But to simplify it, it is a distributed ledger where you're trying to bring in trust and have value transacted. And another thing which it gives gives much more benefit compared to the existing technologies, which are database softwares, right? In this case, you are trying to bring in consensus between the systems talking to each other. That is what we try to call as bringing trust in in the digital world. That is what blockchain does very differently than other systems. And it might not be uh, a right use case for everything which a database can do. But yes, where you are trying to deal with multiple parties, trying to transact value, do you want some kind of agreement and trust between the parties? Absolutely, blockchain will have a clear, clear implementation in those areas. And supply chain, which you pointed out, has uh, a bigger impact because now in today's time when we're trying to uh, have commodities being traveling across the globe, it's a globalized world. And there are a lot of issues with frauds, counterfeit products. There are a lot of issues with how do I optimize the supply chain? right? How do I speed things up? How do I have a trust that what I'm purchasing is of the right quality? So the quality yeah. of service. So there are a lot of things and even in food industry, there are recent examples where people have lost trust in what they're consuming even after paying that what I'm eating is coming from which place, yeah. what's mixed up. So that is something which even companies like Walmart are trying to solve. That's just one piece of it, but there will be many coming. So you might see different ledger systems or blockchain systems where you will say, okay, am I buying the, the diamonds from a legit source? Right. It's not a blood diamond. So yeah. there was no other systems which existed to have that trust in the entire supply chain. And blockchain is doing And there are projects which are, I don't want to name those projects right now, but yes, we, there are projects which are trying to solve the counterfeit issues, the, the sourcing of material whether the sourcing of uh, food supply is from a sustainable ecosystem. That is where the next 10 years, uh, the humans will try to invest in sustainable sourcing and blockchain plays a major value in that. Yeah, yeah it was interesting actually. I heard recently, uh, would you ever tip a barista for your coffee? Has anybody ever tipped a barista? And the answer is probably no. But would you tip the farmer if you could? based on the taste of the coffee. And a lot of people have a different response. They probably would give a tip to that person. So it seems like what you're suggesting to me is a kind of supply chain environment where basically I can see in the food industry, I can see exactly where the coffee beans came from. In other industries, I can see exactly all of the parties in the chain. Exactly. So it's a nice example that you gave that people would like to tip the person who is developing those coffee beans. Yes. And and that is that is what is missing. So there are producers who are producing. They are not getting the exact value. But somebody at the retail side or somebody who is at the last mile has a major margin compared to the people who are working as as farmers. So right. and and till till now there was nothing which 
which had uh, equal responsibility at all the stages to give them something back in terms of value right mm. so if a farmer is working and if the commodity market who's who's trying to bring down the price of coffee beans he might be losing a lot in that case his effort remains the same now with blockchain you could absolutely solve the social problems this is this is one of the social problems which blockchain can absolutely solve but there are major concerns not just about being uh, uh, socially aware of what things are there are massive big problems in terms of the recall of food items right and you cannot just throw away because food is is something which is scarce a lot of people don't get food to eat there has been an incident in australia as well that in strawberries there were certain pins being found out oh. right and because of that entire stock of strawberries was being thrown away mm. right because of just two because the, the companies the retailers could not have that visibility in entire supply chain and they had to scrap because it was a recall because of one incident or one report same thing would happen that if there are specific uh, species of, of food being in, in, infected and there are complaints currently the whole industry just just has to remove that entire batch of food yeah. available with a doubt yeah and there's no accuracy to it right that is what walmart and amazon kind of companies alibaba are trying to solve is it's a bigger problem they're not just trying to solve it from a social perspective it's an economical impact that they're losing millions of dollars just throwing off the food or anything which they have already stored on their platform so they would require in order to provide better service have a better quality service to the end customer they will have to have this visibility in the supply chain whether yeah. it is sourcing social impact is also part of it but more would be uh, are you sourcing from the right place uh, is the temperature correct is the quality correct is there anything getting mixed up in the food all those things and that is where currently even if somebody wants to recall things or somebody wants to find out where the problem was it takes days or weeks in certain cases and that's why you don't have a solution straight away that if one person got infected or was sick because of one food item you don't have anything to respond back to the entire supply chain then and there right. so that is where blockchain has has a perfect use case where you will have increased transparency but if i take the whole scenario out of food and try to go to other industries could be automobile yeah could be manufacturing of smartphones data centers there are a lot of things which which currently we are not aware of that where are you sourcing it from there there will be a lot of uh, discussions happening around okay where which are the places from where the parts are coming from whether it is guns whether it is cars whether it is smartphones in the next 10 years we'll find that the end retailer or person who is going to supply the 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 commodity or or the end product his liability will increase slowly and if the liability is increased how is it going to mitigate or make it economical to pass on this liability in the whole supply chain right and that is where blockchain comes in that at every point in the supply chain from the raw material producer to the assembling companies to the end person who is selling it there will be record keeping yeah there and and auditing of a specific supply chain is very expensive task blockchain can reduce the time the cost to audit the entire supply chain in a fraction of a time and that that is where i see that supply chain will have bigger disruption at different stages and different levels through blockchain 
obviously we're coming from the perspective of the telecoms industry and I just wondered what opportunities do you consider mobile operators might have? The telecom industry also has a lot of things uh, which they can take from blockchain and there's a big disruptive impact in telecom. The point is there are a lot of things which I always compare. Forget about tele- uh, forget about blockchain. If I, I'll just go one step backwards. Yeah. Is I, I always thought that telecom companies could have a bigger leverage to becoming the data providers, which now we talk about cloud providers, right? So whether it's Amazon's AWS or Microsoft Azure or Google's cloud. Now, the telecom company which had data and voice, if they could have a better foresight in terms of where the consumer behavior is shifting, apart from what they were doing in terms of the license spectrum and the voice, they could have had an exponential impact in terms of how data is getting consumed being cloud. So I'm not saying the telecom companies have never tried doing it, mm. but today if we see the monopoly is not a telecom company, it is something, somebody new in the marketplace. And same thing will happen with blockchain. So this is a time where telecom companies and your clients specifically whom you're consulting should seriously start thinking about uh, what are the points where we require disruptive thought process. Right now, telecom is something which has been doing things since last 20, 30 years. It's, it's similar. I'm not saying that it's been drastically evolving. Of course, they are evolving. But the way the market is moving, it's not going to be the same problems and, and the same style of businesses that we are going to continue doing. And, and that is where there are plenty of opportunities for telecom companies. So let, let me break it down for you. Telecom providers have certain things which other providers on top of them, whether it is a cloud provider, application provider, and different companies would not have the benefit because telecom companies have invested heavily in the infrastructure. Now, the only point is how do you leverage that infrastructure in a way that you could support the next 10, 20 years market? I clearly see that IoT and 5G is going to have a major impact in terms of how we are going to consume things, whether it is data, whether it is anything else. Now, machine-to-machine communication. M2M is something which telecom industry has been addressing. Mm. But in today's time, we need to change the whole thing. So when you talk about M2M, there are a lot of things which telecom companies can again benefit from. And blockchain plays a major role in this is that when machine-to-machine starts talking, again, the problem will be the identity. Yeah. So when you say digital identity, it's not about just identifying humans in the network, right? It, it is it is a major crucial things. But now the problem is going to shift is you're supposed to identify the smart devices. Now, we are still struggling with humans identification in the digital world. Now, there's another big problem, which is going to be exponentially bigger than the human issue is there are 50 billion plus things getting connected. It's going to be Internet of Things and and things talking to the other things, right? And suddenly there will be a shift where telecom companies can play a bigger role in terms of not just facilitators of the connectivity. Beyond connectivity, there is something called a trust-building exercise. So can telecom providers bring trust in machine-to-machine communication? That is one one piece. Mm. There are other things which we, we, we have to understand is compared to the remittance industry, if you talk about financial services, everybody says that bank-to-bank transfer is very expensive. It's slow. Then there are people who try to solve that problem 
right? Western Union is an example. Transfervice is an example. They are, they are providers which are trying to solve that problem, trying to have reduction in, in the time and, and the charges. Suddenly, there will be different things in blockchain, like you might have heard or your clients might have heard about Libra, Libra yeah. token or Libra coin, which is from Facebook and the consortium. Uh, suddenly, they are trying to think as a global currency. Apple Pay, Google Pay. This all is something in terms of remittance industry or financial services industry. Telecom industry would have a similar similar role to play that if you're talking about devices, they will be participating in a global economy. It's no more part of one region or one country. People want that they have a global network. And that is where the first thing which telecom companies will start looking into, and I'm sure you, you sure you might be you might be recommending them, is the roaming part. Right. So there has to be and blockchain can solve the roaming issue as well. First of all, for people and devices to be seamless across the globe, travel, trans, uh, uh, transfer data, transfer uh, decision making uh, 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 things on that network. And the backbone is going to be telecom providers. But the thought process right now is a bit different. And we need to change that by saying, OK, is a consortium possible? In, and I guess you are doing, you're trying to put that effort, but roaming is just one part of it. Now, once you solve the roaming problem where blockchain can be a major disruptor or could have that impact is, okay, five or seven major telecom providers have a global consortium and this gives them the mobility part. Their customers would have mobility part. And how does smart contracts and blockchain come in? This is that the customer would not have the pain to switch. They, they don't have to worry about what's my billing rate, whether I'm in Australia, I'm in in yeah. UK, I'm in US, and there's a layer on top of it, which does the switching. There is a smart contract about the payments, there is a clarity, and it adds convenience to the customer that he could travel anywhere. Now, once you are able to solve this problem in roaming, the same could be extended to the 50 billion or plus devices getting in the network. Sure. And that will have a major disruption in different industries, including supply chain sensors, it will be in logistics, it will be in agriculture and everything, whether they are connected devices in that particular network, whether they are cars and, and the cars are connected to the network, they will require identification, they will require global uh, services. Sure. And, and that is where I think telecom companies could start leveraging blockchain. And it's not going to be an independent thing. It is going to be a hybrid solution. But telecom company has the infrastructure, they might be using their 5Gs or 4Gs or LTEs and on top of it you would have something where you could say, okay, we are the entry point to this network. Can we be the digital identity provider for the devices, for humans and make it a global coverage? And how are you going to solve that problem has different uh, angles, which I guess you are mm. you, you are more relevant to uh, form ideas around that. But yes, these are just few fundamental points where telecom industries could start from, but there are plenty on top of it. Our main focus at Rocco is, is trying to look at the wholesale processes of roaming, which are at the moment very difficult because so you, you pay, uh, of course, uh, for your roaming services as a consumer, but in the background, of course, there's lots of billing activity going on between the operators and there's lots of contracts in place and those are not very sophisticated today. So we're looking at ways of how we can make them them more efficient from the perspective of billing and smart contracts. I think that those are areas where telecoms wholesale roaming will definitely dig into in the future. Absolutely. So telecom companies would say, okay, how can I use smart contracts between operators 
across the regions and use use some distributed ledger technology like blockchain and say okay can we can we simplify the contracting can we let machines do it by mm. having trust between those uh, those nodes operated by the telecom uh, companies and that has to be a consortium where they would agree they would have specific things written down on a smart contract and there's a machine execution on top of it so of course it, it is not going to be uh, always a public blockchain who's who's going to solve this kind of sure. problem so neither bitcoin or or specific ethereum i'm not sure about how the telecom companies might want to approach this problem there could be operational efficiencies absolutely gained out of blockchain implementation uh, in, in just roaming. But if we, if we stretch from this issue and, and go further, I, I clearly see that telecom companies could regain a major share in remittance market, mm. right? And because they, they already are, what I always see is the entry point to a network. Yeah. And how I comprehend is if Google with its own Android ecosystem wants to get into the wallet, the mobile digital wallet systems. When you talk about Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, everyone is trying to get a leverage from their investments, either in the hardware or in the operating system. So at all the levels, whether it is a mobile manufacturer or the operating system provider, or it could be somebody down the line who is is having a point of sale machine, they are also trying to come up with wallet service or trying to participate in that economy. And I guess, Telecom industry could have a major share in this if they, if they equip themselves using blockchain, whether it is a consortium or whether it is, uh, it, it has to have a consortium because what I see, traditionally, the individual companies, corporates wanted the power. The whole shift after internet, and if you see this is the next internet uh, uh, era where blockchain plays a major role where you have to start thinking beyond what you've been doing in 20 years is holding all the information or trying to have the monopoly created for yourself now you have to have a network effect you have to start thinking about decentralization of that information because that is how you will be able to make a better impact at convenience also the customer would like to participate in a decentralized distributed network where there's efficiency but trust as well. And if somehow the telecom providers are able to leverage their existing customer base, provide wallet services, mm. because as, as a telecom company, when you have a SIM, you even don't require whether it's an Android or Apple or it's it's another operating system or a hardware. You are further below the level in terms of where the customer enters. So if I'm attached with a telecom provider, why can't the telecom provider themselves have a wallet? And if there are more people engaged with uh, that specific telecom provider, which usually in the traditional thought process, uh, a telecom provider is not going to partner with everyone in the ecosystem, but if they start doing it much more massively, then I guess they will be having a bigger share in, in terms of digital currencies. I'm not saying that it is just going to happen in a few years it, because every country has a different roadmap for accepting or or denying cryptocurrency ex, uh, usage. But within a f- few years from now, slowly everybody will see the benefits of blockchain, whether it's, it is just going to be f- uh, technology benefit or it could be even cryptocurrencies. And as soon as that happens, a lot of other players will start leveraging on, okay, can we have... A market share in the remittance or or money transfer market, and I guess telecom companies 
apart from the roaming problem solving, they could absolutely have a bigger impact in terms of solving the money transfer issues. So that is what I, I, I clearly see. Well, um, I really enjoyed your course and it was your knowledge is very impressive in this area, I have to say. So it's a real pleasure to, to speak to you and to learn from you today. Absolutely. It was, it was great, great talking to you and sharing all what your company did and what value you were trying to provide to your customers. And, and, and we will talk more in terms of what POCs are getting done in the telecom industry so that your customers would absolutely benefit from. And absolutely great to have you in Sydney. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Look out for more in the Eureka podcast series in the coming weeks. If you're an MNO, you might be interested in taking part in our Innovators 2020 research, where you get the opportunity to rate vendors on their product and service innovation. It's quick and easy to complete the confidential survey and cast your vote on which vendors are innovating the most. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to Eureka from Rocker Radio.